Come on, you got to seize the goddamn gap. People are so goddamn inefficient. Oh, goddammit! I don't care if you're old, seize the gap! Hey, man, I got to get going. I have some friends from my fantasy league coming over, so I should mm. find my ride. Hey, I like sports, too. Yeah, I do, but I've never really engaged with the fantasy element of it. I'm your huckleberry. That's just my game. You know what, John? Cancel your ride. I'll drive you to your fantasy. Thanks, man. Yeah. Welcome to Seize the Gap Fantasy Football, where we help you win your fantasy football leagues by seizing the gap so you can stop being so inefficient. Dennis Reynolds would be proud. I'm Jamie G, Master of Acquisitions. I'm here with Magnum Mills, and we're going to break down the week two waiver wire. I like all the W's, dude. That's like subliminally just tell us, like winning. Like we just got Charlie Sheen on the brain. I am not Charlie Sheen. I am Magnum Mills, and this is Z to Get Fantasy Football. Find us on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the good ones. Find us on social media at FF, and you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Before we dive deep into the waiver wire, let's quickly discuss the Dak Prescott injury and what that means for fantasy owners out there in the world. Tough right now, Mills. Long story short, Dak Prescott broke the thumb of his throwing hand. He had surgery today, Monday. They expect him to be out until at least week eight. The Cowboys have a week nine bye, so I would say week 10 is the safer target date. Their only other quarterback they have on the roster is Cooper Rush. He will be an option in super flex leagues where every starting quarterback should be owned. This will also downgrade the rest of the Cowboys players, most notably C.D. Lamb maybe some Dalton Schultz as well, and probably take away some overall volume from Tony Pollard. The Cowboys could pursue outside quarterback options. They could look to Mason Rudolph in Pittsburgh, over to Andy Dalton in New Orleans, or more interestingly, to Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. All three of those guys should probably be picked up in super flex leagues just to see what happens until everything shakes out. Again, the Cowboys have some pretty decent weapons. Their offensive line gets healthy. You get a halfway decent quarterback back there. And you can have a viable quarterback, too, in Superflex, if nothing else. So keep an eye on all those guys in your very deep leagues, and especially in two quarterback Superflex leagues. Any Guard your groin real quick. Any chance of a Cam Newton sighting? I don't think so. I think they'd have to scrap too much of the offense. And with that said, let's get working on that waiver wire, baby. We're going to start out talking about shallow to regular size PPR leagues where you only start one quarterback. Uno. We're going to give you players who are available in at least 50% of ESPN Fantasy Football Leagues. After these, we'll give you some options that will be available in your deeper leagues where there aren't nearly as many options on the waiver wire. Tough sledding, as we call it. Yeah, we'll start right out with the quarterback here. I think there are two quarterbacks who might develop enough that you could you know, hope to use them maybe not every week, but at least more than a streaming option. You have Jameis Winston for the New Orleans Saints. Looks very good in the fourth quarter against the Falcons. If he's out there in your league, I think you add him. Maybe don't start him right away. Just kind of see how that develops. And Marcus Mariota for the Atlanta Falcons, the other side of that game. I don't know if he's going to put up the passing numbers. We saw him have a nice game on the ground, scored a touchdown. He's going to give you a fairly high floor with a bit of a ceiling if he ever does put the rushing upside and the passing upside together in the same game. These aren't guys you maybe want to roster the whole time, but give us a couple of streaming options for week two in case people need some help with the position, especially if they own Dak Prescott. I think the, the people are counting on you, man. Yeah, well, I've got three for them right here. Three for that ass. We're going to start with Matt Ryan, Indianapolis 
Uh, Colts starting quarterback. He's a streamer option a week two at Jacksonville. Jaguars just got tore up by Carson Wentz, literally had a career day. Speaking of Carson Wentz, the second one on my list here is Carson Wentz. Washington commander starting quarterback, streaming option for week two at Detroit. The Lions defense did not look very good against the Eagles in week one. I don't even know if there was defense being played in that game. It was nuts. Wentz had a lot of weapons at his disposal between John Dotson, scary Terry McLaurin. If, 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 if Logan, you know, he's got some weapons here. I like that play. And then last but not least, Jacoby double smoked Brissett. That's right. The Cleveland starting quarterback Stream him week two. He's against the Jets. I mean, he's playing the Jets. Really, this is more of a floor option here. Uh, but again, he's at home against the Jersey Jets. He makes the list, Mills. You had me at the Jets. Let's move on to the running back position. Everybody always needs running backs. And luckily, there are some intriguing options on the waiver wire this week. Right at the top, we have Daryl Henderson for the Los Angeles Rams. This is a big one here. If you're in a free agent acquisition budget league, you use fab. This is a guy, go ahead, below 75, 80% of it. There's no guarantee he's going to be the long-term starter, but for now, he is clearly ahead of Cam Akers. Then you have Jeff Wilson for the San Francisco 49ers. Elijah Mitchell is going to be out for roughly two months. He is the next man up. He's also struggled with injuries in his career, but he's certainly a viable option in week two, if nothing else. We'll see how the backfield shakes out going forward. Next up, we have Kenneth Walker the rookie running back, the Seattle Seahawks. He was drafted in most leagues, but given that he was inactive in week one, he could have been dropped. You need to check that out. You're going to want to own whoever the Seattle running back is. And Rashard Penny has been notoriously injury prone. So if Walker's out there, pick him up, put him on your bench. He'll be useful sooner than later. Uh, you have Isaiah Pacheco. He's the clear-cut running back, too, in Kansas City. Again, if he's out there, well worth a pickup, given Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's injury history. Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins, always been great when he's healthy, currently healthy with only Chase Edmonds ahead of him on the depth chart. And a guy we talked about this offseason, Khalil Herbert of the Chicago Bears. This is damn near a 50-50 timeshare already. David Montgomery is a free agent next offseason. I doubt the Bears are going to re-sign him. Herbert can actually see his role grow throughout the season. If he's out there, you need running backs. You need to get him on the rooster. And we'll go with another 49ers running back next. That's Jordan Mason. He's now the running back, too. He was actually an undrafted free agent, and they caught last year's third-round pick, Trey Sermon, to keep him. He's certainly somebody they like. Need to keep an eye on him again. We love the Shanahan running backs. Then you have Kenyon Drake for the Baltimore Ravens. Got the start last week with Dobbins out. If Dobbins is out again this week, I would once again expect Drake to start. He's a decent flex option. We have another undrafted rookie running back. That's Jalen Warren of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It sounds like Najee Harris is going to play next week, but Warren is now his direct backup. And if you own Harris, you should definitely own him. And if you have room on your bench, again, another nice guy to talk because the Pittsburgh Steelers do not generally utilize a running back by committee. So he could be in for a nice workload. Rounding out here, we have Brian Robinson for the Washington Commanders. He unfortunately did get shot, but it looks like he could be back as soon as week five. So again, if somebody cut him, nice guy to put on your bench, especially if you can stash him on IR. And we'll close out with Rashad White. He's the backup to Uncle Lenny in Tampa Bay. And he's the clear-cut running back, too, there. Again, you're going to want to own whoever the Buccaneers running back is. Talented dude. If he's out there, good one to stash. You are a Rashad White truther, and rightfully so. Of those players, Magnum Mills, I think Daryl Henderson and Jeff Wilson are probably the guys we want. Uh, if you need somebody that you can start in week two and feel pretty decent about it, that's where I would go. Who do you have at the wide receiver position here 
that we can look to add. This might be the most plentiful waiver wire of the year, and that's not really uncommon. We have more wide receivers than I would have thought. You know, some are definitely due to injuries. That's unfortunate, but that's fantasy fucking football, right? And uh, first up here, we have Julio Jones. He looked good last week. Maybe he's finally healthy. Don't know if we will have Chris Godwin back or not next week. Either way, Julio Jones should be a guy you could go after. I would, again, sink a fairly significant portion of my family to him, maybe 25 30%, something like that. A guy you mentioned, Jahan Dotson, first-round pick for the Washington Commanders. Balled out, two touchdowns. There was a lot of preseason hype around him. Looks to be for real. Another guy who had a lot of preseason hype is Romeo Dubs of the Green Bay Packers. He kind of split the role with a guy we'll mention in a minute. But if Lazard is out again, he will certainly be on the field with Aaron Rodgers throwing in passes. Next up, we have Josh Palmer for the Los Angeles Chargers. Plays on Thursday Night Football. Looks like Keenan Allen might be out for that game. There's a chance that Palmer takes over that slot role. At the worst, he will start outside. Guy you want to keep an eye on if available. The other Packers receiver you want to look at is the other rookie, Christian Watson. Uh, again, he could play a bigger role if Lazard is out. He was drafted higher than Dubs. So, and theoretically, the team likes him better. You have to see how they perform. We have old reliable Sterling Shepard. He's that dude. If he plays 16 games, he's going to be at least a top 36 wide receiver in PPR leagues. Rondell Moore might be out again this week for the Cardinals, but they desperately need him and his speed. So if he's available, if he was dropped, you have room on the roster, put him on there. When he gets back, he might step right into a wide receiver three type of role for you. Over in Detroit, you have DJ Chark. Main problem here is can Jared Goff support all these fantasy options? Look pretty good against the Eagles. So for one week, the answer is yes. Uh, Devin DuVernay for the Ravens caught two touchdowns, got some nice speed. Athleticism hasn't really ever gotten a real shot on offense. Might get it here with only Rashad Bateman to fight for targets at the wide receiver position. Another dude for the commanders, Curtis Samuel. Again, healthy. He's been great. He just isn't that healthy that often, but looked apart in week one. He's probably got you wind up cutting three weeks from now, but if he's out there and you have the space, worth a shot. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he had 11 targets for the Browns, just doubling up everybody on the team. Very talented athlete. If he puts it all together, you know, he might actually even really take off when Watson comes back. So, again, the guy you're going to stash, not start. Robbie Anderson of the Carolina Panthers caught a 75-yard touchdown. That's who he is. He's a bop, boom, or bust. If you're looking for a one-week kind of play, throw in there for a big score. Robbie Anderson's your boy. And then, finally, I'll mention Mikael Hardman for the Kansas City Chiefs because they're still trying to make him happen. A couple of years after taking him in the second round, will he ever be a thing? Probably not, but he plays for the Chiefs, catches Patrick from Mahomes, and he's very fast. That is all true, and he did find his way into the end zone last week. It seemed like everyone did for the Chiefs' offense. Mills, we're on to the tight end position here, and I have to ask, how are you playing Taysom Hill? Most sites have him listed as a tight end this season. How should fantasy, fantasy owners approach him? Because it's kind of a unique take here with, with, with Taysom Hill. Trust me, a lot of people, especially in the DFS community, were just looking at the, the early scoreboard there for the Saints and going like, what? Wait a minute. Like, is he really a thing? You kind of have to pick him up, I think, especially because the tight end position is so bad. I think it's going to be a game plan specific thing. So you will have weeks where he barely touches the ball. And there'll be other weeks, all of a sudden he's touching the ball 10, 12 times. I don't know if there will be any rhyme or reason to it, but he could even still throw a couple passes, run the ball, be a red zone weapon. If you don't have one of the top four or five, six, maybe tight ends, you need to probably get Hill on the roster because in any given week, he's probably going to have as much of a ceiling as any other guy you can pick up. If that's not one of those top guys already, there are, I think, probably three other decent pickups who could have long-term value. A lot of it's because the quarterbacks they are attached to. 
That's Gerald Everett for the Chargers, Robert Tanyan for the Packers, and Albert Okubunum for the Denver Broncos. They have Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson throwing them the ball. They've got some skills at the tight end position. That's all you need. I think you could play any of them in week two. But if you miss out on all those guys, we got you covered. Jamie G, give me a streaming option or two for the tight end position in week two. I've got two options here, locked and loaded. My guy, Logan Thomas. He is the Washington Commanders uh, starting tight end and some would argue maybe their best playmaker on that offense. They're at Detroit. Wentz has always leaned on his tight ends throughout his career. Thomas seems to be finally fully recovered from his torn ACL and should probably be owned in in way more leagues than he is. And we saw what Detroit did last week uh, with with their lack of being able to basically stop anybody, uh, period. Next, Tyler Higby. Okay, Rams, tight end. They're at Atlanta. He had 11 targets against the Bills. I actually was surprised how often he was getting looks. No worse than third in the pecking order for the Rams, especially with them trying to figure out who the hell Allen Robinson is, if he's just going to be another guy, a bust, or an actual number two on that team. I like this in PPR leagues. And, you know, Atlanta played uh, the Saints tough last week, but I expect the Rams to have a bounce back week this week. Let's roll into the deep here, baby. Let's roll in the deep leagues. We already talked about these quarterbacks at the beginning of the show. Walk us through the waiver wire options, Magnum Mills. Yeah, and again, these guys won't be available in every league, but I would say they're going to be available in most leagues. These are guys that generally own between like 0 and 15%. The running backs, we have Samaj P. Ryan for the Bengals, Rex Burkhead for the Texans, Dontrell Hilliard for the Titans, Eno Benjamin for the Cardinals, Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs, Zach Moss for the Bills. Common theme here, most of these guys are handcuffs and or pass-catching running backs. Again, kind of a dart throw in any given week, but one injury could really give them some true value. Next up, we have the wide receivers. You have DeAndre Carter for the Chargers. Had a fairly bigger role than I would have thought after Keenan Allen went out, so he could have a role on Thursday Night Football. You have the two Bills slot receivers, Isaiah McKenzie and Jamison Crowder. They're kind of splitting that wide receiver three job there, but again, on that offense, catching passes passes from Josh Allen. You could do worse in any given week. Up in New England, you have Kendrick Bourne, who is basically benched for almost the entire game after having something happen during the preseason. Gets in there in the fourth quarter, immediately catches like a 50-yard pass. He's probably got the most use of any of their wide receivers, which Wakelon Thornton out. So again, deep league, someone to keep an eye on. Ashton Doolin for the Colts. Looks like he actually might be the wide receiver too there over rookie Alec Pierce. A lot of athleticism there. Good guy to keep an eye on. And we have a former Bill, Zay Jones, for the Jaguars. Can't believe I'm saying it, but got nine targets. He seems to be legitimately their wide receiver, too. They're probably going to be down in a lot of games, going to have to throw the ball. So, hey, garbage time counts. You have Juwan Jennings for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, played ahead of rookie Danny Gray. It was a little surprising. And it did seem to be the guy who had the best connection with Trey Lance. Sometimes you see it. You know, these guys, they have their dude. Maybe he's Trey Lance's dude. Uh, the Titans' leading wide receiver was rookie Kyle Phillips, not rookie Traylon Burks, basically available in every league. Don't know if he'll keep it up, but again, maybe he's just a guy Tannehill's comfortable throwing to right now. Round off with Greg Dortch for the Cardinals. He got the nod over Andy Isabella when Rondell Moore went out. Again, if he can't overtake A.J. Green's corpse at this point, I don't know how excited you should be, but the Cardinals have to throw the ball to somebody. At tight end, you only have a couple options here. You have Tyler Conklin, who was basically the number one option for the tight end for the Jets. I had a C.J. Uzama. 
a little bit of the worry there was it was going to be a split job. So if Conklin's out there, he's a decent enough tight end two in a deep league. Isaiah likely the rookie for the Baltimore Ravens got four targets, didn't catch any of them, but he could actually be their de facto wide receiver three. Good guy to keep an eye on. You have Kylan Granson for the Colts, surprisingly operated as the tight end one ahead of Mo Alley Cox. And finally, another former bill for just a hot minute, OJ Howard. Maybe he's going to finally happen. Worth noting for the Texans, they have some targets available. You know, OJ Howard was a big time prospect. Maybe it can finally happen for him. I was an OJ Howard truther for many years. Didn't make the Bills roster happy that they got him in Houston. I like keeping an eye on him. You are probably going to have to drop some players this week. That's just the reality. Who are we dropping like they hot? And who are we trying to hold on to? So, baby, hold on to me. I'm, dude, I'm just going to let you do these. I can't tell if you're doing a Snoop Dogg thing or an Eddie Money thing. <laughs> Here are a few players who you should hold on to, even though they disappointed you in week one. I mean, you, who amongst us hasn't had at least one disappointing performance? I mean, come on. Happens to everybody. Trey Lance. Let's start with him. We're asking Biggie Smalls to give him one more chance. But his ass is on thin ice with cement shoes. Matthew Stafford, okay? Be patient here. I think he still had a little bit of the flair with the elbow. He didn't play all preseason. That team is going to get right at some point. Derek Carr. It's not him. It's really not, I promise you. It's a terrible offensive line, at least for the most part. Damon Pierce, running back Houston, I hold him, uh, but temper your expectations here. He's a bench stash right now. Not a guy you should be starting. As Mills would say, he is a grower, not a shower. Cam Akers, running back from the Rams, stash him in weight. You got to believe better weeks are ahead for him. I mean, they have to be, right? Mike Williams, wide receiver from the Chargers. Don't be stupid. He had a bad game. He has Herbert literally throwing him the football and the guy had a monster year last year bobby trees our guy robert woods wide receiver in tennessee i think he gets one more week here on the strength of the name alone uh now it doesn't get much easier going into buffalo next week but i still think you kind of hold on and hold on to him alan robinson a rob we talked about a little bit earlier wide receiver from the rams he should have a nice game here in week two as soon as he does trade his ass immediately Devonte smith wide receiver from philadelphia hold on for now the talent is certainly there but the targets they might not be one more week like this and all options are on the table with him dawson knox tight end my buffalo bills he's, he's a boomer bust option he's totally a bob he'll have some huge monster four touchdown performances and then one catch for five yards worth holding due to his high ceiling and also a tough position in tight end. Last but not least, Cole Komet, another tight end, this time from Chicago. I'm giving him a pass due to the field conditions and the weather. I still think there's something with him and fields, and I think he gets used and uh, used a lot more frequently going forward. Fair enough. I think Mr. Frank White can find it within himself to give those guys that one more chance. Uh, who are we dropping? Like, they're hot this week. Sorry, fellows, but there's only so much room on the Championship Express. At this point, we need roster spot more than you think. Right off the bat, we're going to talk about Dak Prescott. 
quarterback at Dallas drop in non-superflex leagues with no IR spot and shallow benches. J.D. McKissick, running back out of Washington. There's not much value here if Antonio Gibson is heavily involved in the passing game. Marvin Jones, the wide receiver from Jacksonville. He's third on the Jaguars, third wide receiver on the Jaguars. It just doesn't do much for fantasy owners. Don't think he's worthy of the spot. Kenny Galladay, the wide receiver out of the Giants, pretty sure he's already done and retired, hung up the cleats. He just hasn't announced it yet. Kadarius Toney, another giant wide receiver here, doesn't seem like the coaching staff likes him any better than the last one. I don't know if he's going to make it. Seems like he might be falling out of favor. George Pickens, wide receiver out of Pittsburgh. This isn't Dynasty and the third wide receiver on the Steelers at best. The fifth target in the passing game with Mitchell Trubisky. Eh. Elijah Mitchell, running back out of San Francisco. That injury has, has started to kind of surface and, and show up. He's going to miss multiple weeks, two months. Um, and, and so go ahead and get his ass out of there unless you can put him on IR. Again, if there's an IR spot, stash him. If not, peace. Hunter Henry, the tight end out of, New, out of New England. He's definitely a streaming or depth option, but not a starter in fantasy. David Njoku, another tight end out of Cleveland. Yikes. I mean, he got out-targeted by Harrison Bryant. Not a good look. Austin Hooper. We're not hanging with Mr. Hooper, the Tennessee tight end. Dude is literally dust in the wind. Mike Gusecki, tight end out of Miami. All the hate late in the preseason was right on point. Dude isn't even going to get a look. Irv Smith Jr., tight end out of Minnesota. Could be a viable streaming option at some point, but the targets just aren't there right now. That's that's a lot, Mills. God damn, dude. Like, what happened, man? Did a tight end hurt you or something? Like, show, show me on the doll where he touched you, man. Yes, they hurt me. They made me waste a roster spot during my draft. Do you know what that is? I know exactly what that is. That's called being inefficient. Exactly. And you don't want to end up like me. You want to seize the gap and stop being so goddamn inefficient. Thank you for checking out our show. Please remember to follow, rate, comment, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. We greatly appreciate it. And it helps people find our show. More people can check us out. We can help more people win and dominate their fantasy leagues. Mel's tell these future champions where they can find all of our free and kick-ass content. Thank you, sir. And thank you, people, for checking us out. Again, we're on all major podcast platforms. Just search for Seize the Gap. We're on social media at Seize the Gap FF. You can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. We're also covering House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff on Drunk on Dragons. Also on our YouTube channel and on every major podcast platform. Just search for Drunk on Dragons. Thanks again for checking us out. I am Megan Mills. He is Jamie G. And I don't care if you're old. Seize the goddamn gap. Check back later in the week for our Start Sit Update. This has been Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. The views expressed here are those of the hosts alone and do not represent those of any other entity, individual, or organization. All team names and logos are copyrighted by the NFL and their respective teams. Thanks again for checking us out. Come back next time and we'll continue to help you to seize the gap and stop being so inefficient. Good luck to you and all of your teams. Who's that? Nobody. I said, who's that? I said, nobody. Ah!